Welcome to the Not So Minnesota Nice Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Today is episode 36. 36? <laughs> it is 36. It is 36. Blues Brothers and Goonies or Goonies. Yeah, I mm, I don't remember exactly how the order was supposed to play out, but I'm pretty sure on the little picture that we pre-made, because we're handy like that, it was Goonies first and then the Blues Brothers. It was, she did awesome. Thanks. <laughs> um, I wanted to take a moment to A, complain about how fucking cold it is. Okay. I mean... It's cold. It's Minnesota, guys. And I woke up and the real field temperature, so that's taking into consideration, you know, things like wind chill, was like negative 15. Yeah. So we're a little bit crabby about the cold. Well, you're crabby. I mean, I'm not happy it's cold, don't get me wrong, but it's winter in Minnesota and we hear like today's the first below zero but that's day why it's had. so bad is that because is we were so like bad. completely blessed with this very mild Warm winter getting of the winter and then all of a sudden this weekend hit and sub-zero temperatures so it was stay that way which is fine like I'm excited for it to get cold because it gets quiet and people don't want to go out and do Plus, anything. It's nice when and it, this yes. hot, cold, hot, cold stuff was driving me. It was like you couldn't acclimate. So well, like cold feels so cold. Exactly, which is why I'm bitching. Okay. Well. Hi guys. Um, we've had <laughs> a lot of really good feedback on Twitter. Uh, it seems like you guys are really enjoying this, um, and we've also had some people a little upset. Because of the rankings. About our rankings. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And quite honestly... We're a little upset, too. We are! Because some of these movies are good, really good movies, better and, movies, and, but we're rating 80s-ness. Exactly. Like, whenever... It's not that we're, we're picking our favorite 80s movie, because, I mean, there's so many to choose from, right. but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see... What oh, happens after to after tonight? <laughs> we'll have the declared winner. Yeah, but not until. So the Goonies, one of our favorite movies growing up. This this movie pretty much like screams one of my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> See, I'm learning th- new things about Jen, you guys. No, why? Why? Just lost to me. That makes sense. Just. I was terrified, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's hard because that movie's really good, and I love like that story thing. But I, right, I couldn't do it when I was a kid. There's not much that scared me when I was a kid, but that did. I remember the first couple times watching it, I was pretty scared. I think it's just that his it's very unsettling. I think is the problem. Well, yeah, absolutely. Whenever you're not exposed to things that are out of the ordinary, right? Then and especially. In the context, like he was supposed to be like the henchman or whatever, so they set him right. up to be a bad guy, which would make anybody scared. I mean, look how Chunk reacts in the movie, right. like, <laughs> like whoa, holy crap, yeah, you know. And which, yeah. when I was a kid, I mean, obviously now I love the movie. Now, yeah, our kids love the movie, and mm-hmm. so watching is awesome. Like I remember this; that was fantastic. When they, oh my god, I love this. I missed this movie. I loved it, but when I was a so kid, great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. I always loved it as a kid because of the the whole like adventure story behind it you know oh, and yeah. the 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 town that they live in is what being bought out or something and not the town but their, their neighborhood the, yeah their neighborhood yeah. is being bought out country club and they're gonna have to move and then they're all gonna have to go their separate ways and they're like lifetime friends all of them yeah because at the end they're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um you know, and so then all of a sudden they're digging in the attic and they discover what a treasure map. The treasure map, yep. For one eyed Willie. Uh, and the original so like, Goonie. Yeah, it's the original Goonie. And the whole, you know, 
idea of following treasure and going on oh, an yeah. adventure and the kids seemingly kids like us and yeah, it just definitely. yes it was so much fun but yeah definitely the parts of it were definitely scary yeah like i sat down to watch it with my now almost three and five year old and I started to remember like hey they don't get this like they're a little too young for it (laughs) so I had to watch it on my own but I'm glad that this one was picked so that we could rewatch it so great Uh, oh (laughs) yep (laughs) do you want some facts yes we love the facts all right so release date June June 7th 85 run to 140 budget box office five mil written by stevens directed by richard donner production company is amblin entertainment distributor was warner brothers and then starring well the cast is pretty long i mean there's a lot of them but so i've got sean austin josh brolin jeff jeff cohen Corey feldman carrie green martha plimpton which i had no idea she was in this movie like it took me so long to be like oh my gosh and then uh ki ki hoi kwan (laughs) <laughs> we have so much fun trying to pronounce names i just have trouble reading <laughs> like it's awful i'll have to give you guys a sample of what my notes look like it's it's you'll understand why i can't pronounce anything oh yeah our notes are terrible They're terrible when we remember them and by we it's the royal we because i'm really talking about me <laughs> i don't even think i have my notepad this time guys <gasps> i know where's I, your notebook i don't I, in my other bag okay well, it's at least you have it right there next to the binder. Oh, Anyways, I know it Jen helps. bought me the cutest notebook, and I I think we might have taken a picture and posted it on Twitter at some point, but we shall do it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So yeah, Goonies, such a great movie. Um. As always, we looked up some fun facts. Uh, online. The f- first article that I came across was the um by Uproxx. And it's, of course, called, Hey, you guys, here are 12 things you might not know about the Goonies. Um, Some of them aren't super exciting, I guess. Um, I mean, the pirate ship was actually kind of a big deal because an actual pirate ship had to be built for the movie. Oh, that's awesome. Um, None of the cast was permitted to see it before filming to maintain the, like, excitedness on their face. Like, we've talked about, like, kind of the method acting. Um, so being able to keep that a surprise and then, you know, when they first see it being like, oh my God, like that's the coolest thing ever. Um, they said that when the kids finally did see it for the first time, several, several of them blurted out curse words in awe and they had to refilm because of it. <laughs> wow. Which is cool. I hope somewhere they have that in like the archives, you know. Um, speaking of sloth... <laughs> Sloth spent up to five hours in the makeup chair. Could you imagine having to sit still for that long while you have all this, like, prosthetic and everything applied to you? And I just... It gives me anxiety thinking about it. Uh, yes. Yeah, and they did a really good job. I mean, especially for that period. Um... Sloth's goofy eye was actually mechanically operated by remote control, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it is kind of neat. Like, somebody's job was to control his eye. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, octopus. During the pirate ship scenes, a separate scene was filmed with an octopus trapping some of the Goonies underwater. For whatever reason, it never made it in the movie, even hmm. though the soundtrack included a song specifically written for a squad. <laughs> um, and there is a link for that little thing on YouTube, so I think we'll have to post that yeah. on Facebook. Because um, neither of us have watched it. So it's probably... Deleted scene. We must watch the yes. deleted scene. 
Um, Sean Astin's mother trashed the treasure map. Um, he said that upon completion of the film, he was allowed to have One-Eyed Willie's old treasure map as a keepsake. Several years later, his mom found it while cleaning the house and thinking it was just an old piece of crinkly paper. Oh, no. It's gone. It's gone. Sad. Oh, I really wish I didn't read that just now. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I'm regretting this decision. Sidney uh, Lauper's single for the film Goonies Are Good Enough features numerous celeb camos or cameos. Um, I guess it's a seven minute music video, and it's, you know, of course, her going throughout the movie while she's singing the song. And executive producer Steven Spielberg, The Bangles, and Andre the Giant as Sloth are all in there. That's awesome. I'm going to have to check that out too. Yeah. Uh, we'll post that one as well. One Eyed Willie's head was an actual human skull. Wow. Uh, I guess that would be pretty interesting. I mean, because if you, when you're on a movie set, you're pretty much assuming that everything prop, right? You know, and then to be like, oh, that's one's head. I wonder if they mm. waited to show them Willie filming. They probably did. They must have. Because like I looked through a whole bunch of different facts, I didn't see anything specifically about that, but mm. that would seem to me to be a good thing to surprise them with. What'd you see? The next story. Read it. I didn't know. All right. Uh, so, well, I, do you want to finish your thought? I feel bad now. No. Okay. I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> the kids were reunited with their actual parents at the end of the movie. I did not realize that their actual parents, some of the children's actual parents, were present. Oh, yeah. So, when that's kind of cool. Escape the Fratellis are reunited with their parents on the beach. Some of the children's actual parents were present. Several crew members were also in the scene, such as Jenny Liu... Tujin, assistant director Richard Donner playing Data's mom. The woman on the left is Chunk's real mother. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Aww. awesome. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's one of those movies that. It's a feel good movie. Yeah, it's such a good classic yeah. movie. Like, when, Oh, it has cult classic status. I forgot to add that with the facts, but. Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of those when all else fails movies, at least for me, like I can watch it a million times and really just never get sick of it. I don't know, but that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I, I was getting close to sick of it. When the kids when liked the kids it. loved it. Yeah. I was like, again. But the nice part was, is I stay there and watch it. Yeah. I could leave. I'd exactly. Like, all right, you guys want to watch this in the movie room? Okay, bye. And it can be like on in the background and it has like a decent enough just... I don't know, ambiance to it alone, I guess. Yeah. Well, and the, the score is really... Yeah. Like, there's some good soundtrack songs, too. I mean, obviously, we are just talking about that. Mm-hmm. There's actual, like... I know, you have to write down my scores. Okay. For ratings. That's fine. I can do that, too. I can go look for it, though. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just write everything down. We haven't told our listeners that um, our mixers work. Our mixers So right now, working? I am walking around the room. With a microphone in her hand and everything, and you can hear her clearly. Say hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. <laughs> she came back over here. Say hi, Jess, again. Hi, Jess. Oh, see, it sounds the same because she has it in her hand. <laughs> and I found my notebook because <laughs> I'm, I'm done being lazy. Yes. Um. Anything else exciting about the Guineas that we can talk about? Uh, I don't know. Just overall, it's such a great movie. The new opera thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, now like I will specifically that song when I'm just like in for some Goonies magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna see how that picked up. It'll be interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, the the Goonies oath. 
Um, there was a Goonies oath that was written for the film, but cut out. This is that, oh, I will never betray my goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war, good pals like us will stick like in the city or the country or the forest or the boonies. I am proudly declared a fellow Goonie. That's super cute. Yeah, okay. So there's a lot of fun things online that we can post on our Facebook page. Because oh, yeah. we could probably read these facts forever but we should get to our ratings and we should i have to go first you do all right nostalgia um because it scared me going because i didn't really watch it as a kid and this is why some of these movies are losing when they shouldn't (laughs) because i'm a bitch no because (laughs) the way our rating system works it's true um soundtrack and score um i'm gonna say an eight no yeah an eight I really enjoy it. Some of it is it's good. <laughs> Overall, eighties ness with those guys all set up with foreclosure. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm definitely yes. nice. Um, re- replayability. I'll say a nine. The only reason I'm saying nine instead of ten is because I got really sick of watching it. Yes. <laughs> like, Any uh... movie that your kid ends up liking, you will at one point in your life loathe mm-hmm. with every fabric of your being, even if it's the greatest movie on earth. You just. Hi. You want to be on the podcast too? Just trying to figure out how to get over here. Because <laughs> I'm in her spot. Yeah. <laughs> Cleared me. That was crazy. That was pretty amazing. Yay, kitties. Don't play with my hair. Okay. <laughs> Jess is reading time. Um, okay. So, nostalgia. Um, I'm going to go eight. Okay. All right. Okay, okay. I was considering going higher <laughs> but it was like because there's so many other movies that when i think of my childhood i will think of first like harry and the hendersons right you ask for nostalgia for that one i'll be like uh, 10, ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know legend 10 last unicorn princess 10 bride. princess bride we yes. both gave 10s for that one right yep. um soundtrack i'm gonna go seven uh replayability i'm gonna go eight because okay. yes ruin it for you just a little um overall 80s-ness i'm gonna go eight okay wow i'm actually surprised that i gave it a higher score rating than you did and i just went with my gut i tried not to overthink it do what you gotta do right and get back to my i'm sorry about all the paper noises guys i have no idea how loud this is Hopefully yeah. we can edit that out a little. Even though our we are now working with our mixer, we still don't know exactly how to use it. We're working on it. To its full capabilities. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're working on it. Are we ready to go on to the Lose Brothers? Uh, always. Yes. Let's do this. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we pulled this out of the hat and we do it. And I'm also so glad that it was delayed in production and that it's actually an 80s movie because <gasps> right? let's face it, it was very close to a 70s. See, and I <laughs> I didn't even fully comprehend that, <laughs> like until I was like talking to you oh. about it just a minute ago. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean it was um it was definitely delayed. We'll we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start with the facts. Though. Yes. All right. So Our musical comedy, facts. musical comedy, not commented to be cult classic status. Uh, release date June twentieth, nineteen. Runtime hundred thirty three minutes. Budget. 30 million, one of the most expensive oh, comedies damn. ever produced. Yeah. And we'll get into why, but uh, box office won 115.2 million. Written by Dan Aykroyd and Don Landis, directed by, uh, produced by Robert Pictures. They won a bid for it. Yeah. Uh, starring Dan Aykroyd. Um, there's also a ton, this is by a ton of different really musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to me who plays in the Blues Brothers Band, which is an actual band after the SNL skit. 
Anyway, they have they've got two that were out around the time of anyway, and tons of good supporting roles like Carrie Fisher, Henry Gibson, John Candy. <laughs> so many. I remember what oh, that was on. Um, watching this with my dad, I, I had mentioned it to you just a, a little bit earlier, and I was sitting there and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Princess Leia!" <laughs> like I know her, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you know we were still so young that I guess it didn't even like phase on me that an actor could be in two different movies. I don't know. Like it was just like it blew my mind that it was oh, Princess Leia. Yeah. Oh, That's Carrie cool. Fisher. I know. Rest in, Rest peace. in peace. We love. You. All right. Um, I didn't even realize that Dan Aykroyd wrote the. First- he did. It was his first screenplay. Right. So it took him over six months to do it. And it was three hundred and twenty-four pages long. Yep. And That's, then John Landis had to put it together and make it all nice. Shorter yeah. and... And it only took him two weeks. <laughs> right? Um, and then John Belushi was paid twice as much as Dan Aykroyd. Yep, which is sad because half the reason it took so long was because of Belushi's partying and cocaine abuse. Yeah. yeah. So, especially since the filming was in Chicago, which is stomping grounds and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. No good. Mr. Yeah. Belushi bad. <laughs> They had to hire someone. Oh, what was his name? Smokey. Smokey Waddell was hired to keep Belushi away from cocaine. Oh, like, that he was, was the his babysitter. job. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And then I think Landis actually asked Carrie Fisher to help keep him off of drugs as well. Did you know that Dan Aykroyd and Carrie Fisher were dating while there was, this was being filmed? <gasps> I didn't know that. I didn't either. <laughs> and I have like read some of her books and I don't even know if she mentioned him. Kind of want to know why, but I don't know why, so I'm not going to push. Right? Yeah, right? Things to look into. Yes. Oh, I love some good juicy gossip. Mm. Stuff that has to do with... There we go. They had a private bar that was built on the set. Loose Club. Crew, actor, and friends could get just about anything other drugs. You'd imagine <laughs> that, was, that was what they were there for. And part of the budget for the movie was set aside for drugs. Specifically cocaine, but they used it for other things, which is kind of crazy and insane if you think about it. It's coming off of the seventies and then early eighties, so yeah. Right. Oh but, god. Oof. Yeah, coming off of the disco era. Yeah. That that time of the time of the everything. <laughs> the time of the everything. You know what? I'm specific enough. <laughs> Are you specific or specific? I so badly wanted to find a gif of Pacifically for Jess. If you guys find some Pacifically ones, send them her way. Seriously. Or if you know how to make a gif, if you could make a gif that is... Pacifically for Jess? Pacifically for me. <laughs> oh, you're awful. And you know what's really great? Most of the people that are listening to this one right now did not listen. Oh. That we still have not added to keep people from having their ears bleed for loudness. That one isn't as bad as number. This five of the worst. Five is the worst. Because oh. it's, it's our sex episode, our sex sells oh, episode. so and we were getting a little... We got really loud. Mm, we were so laughing and having fun and talking about sex. Uh, the shopping mall car chase was actually shot in a real shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene was filmed at the Dixie Square Mall in Harvey, Illinois, which has been shuttered in... Or had been shuttered in 1979 before filming. So, though the mall never reopened, it was only finally torn down in 2013 wow it stood for a while right. i'm pretty sure that that mall was uh for a set of oh we i'll should. have to look at that we should look that up some other ones were like they destroy mall pretty sure i'm really bummed that i didn't know about this sooner because that would have been a really easy trip when i lived in well yeah damn <laughs> it gone to a mall really go look <laughs> <Blue's> brothers <laughs> um 
13 different blues mobiles were used. Yeah, it was GI. Yep, exactly. So um, they had 40 stunt drivers flown in every weekend to do the work. Oh. 60 old police cars were purchased for $400 a piece. You wonder why this was the most ex- one of the most expensive exactly. comedies made. Exactly. Um, a ditch was dug, so the cars um, were put into a big pileup scene for would like they hit it. Okay. Um, and one stunt driver drove off a 150-foot-long ramp. Uh, and only a few minor injuries were ever reported. That is amazing. Right? Oh, little evil so cool. Knievel going on. Right? Um, and one of the stunt drivers was actually John Wayne's son. That's cool, too. The Duke's youngest son, Ethan Wayne. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Dan Aykroyd and Carrie Fisher became engaged during filming. Oh, maybe she did talk about this one in, oh, not The Princess Diary, but the one right before that. I'm going to look that up and make it for okay. our list because I love Carrie Fisher and her books are up. Um, and she does dish on some juiciness from her life. Um, I guess they were set up by Belushi. Um, and Aykroyd successfully administered the Heimlich maneuver on her. Okay. She said, I almost choked on some kind of vegetable that I shouldn't have been eating. Brussels sprouts. Fisher told CNN. He saved my life and then he asked me to marry him. And I thought, wow, what if that happens again? I should probably marry him. She had drug problems. She did. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I loved about her books was she was just completely honest. Oh. She was like, I don't know why I should have been making decisions like that. I was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. God bless that woman. <laughs> um, oh, there it is. Part of the budget was for cocaine. Yep. Uh, we're on the mentalfloss.com article, 18 fun facts about the Blues Brothers. Um, there's, you know, some fun stuff. We were talking about some of the great music. You know, of course, Aretha Franklin. Um, well, too. Rest in peace. Okay. Um, the studio wanted the band who sang Car Wash instead of Aretha Franklin. Universal Pictures wanted new acts like Rose Royce, the band behind hits like Car Wash, and I Want to Get Next to You, but Aykroyd and company said no. Oh. Universal later generated a PR effort to get Franklin an Oscar nomination for her performance. The movie helped revitalize her career. That scene was amazing. amazing. You know the choreography, oh, the music, like it just the whole oh. scene just came together in one of the the I'm not gonna say the most impactful cinematic moment of all time. No, but it was amazing, especially for that time period. Yeah. Like it, it just it was amazing. so yes, so. Uh, another fun fact: Anne had so much trouble lip syncing to their songs. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. That they had to refilm over and over and oh, over no. again for both of them. And James Brown ended up just performing them, and then they just well, yeah. Because if you, it. I mean, if you think about it, like the, the artists, all they these perform and all these movies that we're talking about were before so much of this digital manipulation. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we were talking about not having CGI for, you know, these car crashes and everything, and they had to, like, (laughs) go through it and keep doing it. And, you know, same thing with trying to get voices and pictures to line up perfectly. Like, it was a lot harder back then. Right. They couldn't just fix it quick. Just, like, splice it in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some splicing that could definitely happen. Yeah. I mean... Look but at us still. and trying to edit. <laughs> Thank God for computers. <laughs> you know what I realized the other day? We need, like, um, an intern. Mm-hmm. Right? Now hiring. <laughs> Unpaid. We, we, we're going to totally hire a fact checker. We'll hire. That's why we need an intern. So we need a total just, okay. Yeah, because interns don't make money. Yeah, no. And I'm sure Who we would can. work for us for free? 
I mean, I already promised some wine. I, I could definitely provide wine because, I mean, they're going to have to go little to put up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now hiring. If you live in the metro area, we need a fact checker, babysitter. Um, Possibly so, driver. <laughs> audio. Audio whiz. Whiz. We need a wizard. <laughs> we need a wizard. We totally need a We're all friends. We just need a wizard. Yeah. We do. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I missed our tangents. And, you know, I think we go on more tangents the more we drink. That's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it is accurate. You know, mine's almost gone. Okay. <laughs> we need to get her more. We have another episode to film. It's true. Um, did you know? Film. <laughs> Record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Drink more. Um, Paul Rubin actually has a small role. I completely forgot about that. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> I know you, Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is a waiter in the movie. So, you know, that's um, Paul Schaefer, right? Uh, was kicked out of the band before the movie. Despite putting the group of musical all-stars together, the future David Letterman band leader's choice to help co-produce a like, Gilda Radner album over helping the Blues Brothers project upset the So, mm, I guess that's Such just... a diva. Well, when you're that fucked up on cocaine. That's true, too. <laughs> he, uh, not just cocaine, but yeah. Everything. Everything. You're gonna have some Timmy moments. <laughs> seriously. Seriously Timmy moments. Timmy. Um, Belushi crashed at a stranger's house one night. And he uh, ate their food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took full advantage of the fridge and then slept on the couch. <laughs> Imagine the Belushi story. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that that, that time he died. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. wanted their story. Yeah. Absolutely. I well, I mean, if I would have been a player in the 80s, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's definitely. Belushi. It's John Belushi. Plus, you know, I, I would really like to hang out with Dan Acker. That too. Talk about some UFOs or some shit. <laughs> that too, that too. Because, you know. Yeah. All right, UFOs. all right. Um, it actually got bad reviews. Newsweek said it was desperately unfunny, and the Los Angeles Times called it a $30 million wreck. Um, idiots. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of cult classic movies, though, like that, or classic like that, that were put down by critics. Right. And then there's ones that were critically acclaimed that no one's watched, like, say anything. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I went there. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of people who Not really only like that is she a dream killer, but now she's insulting my man. <laughs> I'm not insulting Mr. Kusek. It's one of his greatest movies. Next thing you're okay. going to say, Serendipity he in was the in the 80s? Ta- no, Serendipity was in the 2000s. What kind of a fan are you? Oh. You know what? <laughs> I love you, Jess. I Should we move more. on to <laughs> ratings? Yeah, probably. She's so mean to me, guys. You don't see it. <laughs> but she you is. Know I love her, like, so much. This is why I interrupt you all the time. You're a terrible person. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> no, she's not. She's great. Um, oh, I go first. It is. You're a Slytherin and I'm a Ravenclaw and we're both smart, but we're also both Leos. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> all right. All okay. Right. Uh, nostalgia. Mm, I'm going to have to go. This movie reminds me of staying up way too late, eating total junk food with my father or, um, oh, the beef stew in the can. Yeah. The we, Dinty Moore stuff? Dinty Moore. Yep. <laughs> yes, he would put it like in the, the pot to cook, and then we would just eat it out of the pot because he didn't want to dirty up dishes. That's awesome. And watch this movie. So, soundtrack, I'm going to go 10. Um, holy falls, it's great. 
Replayability. Um, oh god, I'm uh, I'm gonna go nine. Uh, overall eightiesness. Oh, that's a hard one. I'm struggling though. I know because it it because of the seventies cars that it has kind of a weird crossover. Right. Because like some of the movies that we picked from the late eighties, we ended up or we didn't pick from the late eighties. We didn't pick because of the kind of crossover into the nineties. So I'm gonna go eight. Alrighty. I think that's that's fair. Until we add it up and I guess mad at us. Your turn. We have our own reasons. You have to listen for the reasons, and then maybe you can agree with us, or if you really don't agree with us, that's okay, too. <laughs> Kiss my 80s butt. <laughs> okay. Nostalgia. Nostalgia factor. Um, I'm going to go 10, simply because my my dad would, whenever we'd play hooky, we'd watch them. Anytime we were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing, like staying up late, we'd watch mm-hmm. this. Every, every, in, like, every time I could try and watch this, I would watch it. And then when we saw Blues Brothers 2000, we decided that the first Blues Brothers was way better, so we kept watching that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I liked Blues Brothers 2000 because the, the artists and I did, everything, too. It yeah. Was good. It was good. It but was, it's not... It's not the original It's not all. the original. Yeah. But no. it wasn't that good. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Soundtrack 10, obviously. I love... Um, blues and R&B are always really good. I mean... I, They've influenced rock and roll, but um, mm-hmm. they're also there. It's amazing yeah. doing jam out too. And yeah, the music that too. was coming out of Chicago in, in that time period oh, was all just well, soul. Further back in. Well, yeah. 40, 50, Lots 60s. of great soulful music came okay. out of Chicago, and it just, I don't know, Chicago shaped genre music, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. A 10. Yeah. I'm almost comes across the board. I'm not going to give it a 10 for overall 80s because of. How much of the SNL late 70s humor that's in that movie because it's mm-hmm. from that and the 70s cars and the whole a lot of those stars were popular in that, mm-hmm. that like late 70s early early 80s time no. frame. I'd say overall 80s-ness, I'd probably give it a 6. That's good that you gave it a low score because you almost <laughs> put it at the top of the board. <laughs> well, it's just it's just not a very, like, super 80s. Right. I say that with, like, that's one of my favorite movies. So, I like, know. Like, I feel like I probably scored it too high because I'm nostalgic because right. it reminds me of the 80s. But, but what did I give it? Do you want to change it? I you kinda, give it an 8. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go 6. I think that was a fair so We should be doing so 7.3. I don't want to add that shit up. No. I don't either. That's why, that's why we didn't do it, guys. Stars all around. Uh, so, yeah, we are going to add up our awesome scores, Ooh. and we're going to post them when this airs on Tuesday. I won't forget this time, I promise. Right? Sorry. It's all good. We're like, busy. They know. It's, it's been crazy. Now that we got our mixer working, hopefully we're going to be able to be pumping out these episodes left and right. right. It's going to be great. So we don't have to spend an hour trying to edit. Yeah. It's great. <sighs> Excited. All right. As always, thank you guys so much. We love you.